Gackers, yackers, welcome to the Gack Yak, a GAC TV podcast where we yak about the Gack. I'm Chad Maurice, and today we are yakking with director Brian Bruff, who, di- who directed the movie Prescription for Love, which, which premieres this month on GAC Family. Brian, thank you so much for being here. Well, thank you for, ha- for having me. Now, you're out in Utah, right? That's correct. How's the weather out there? Is spring sprung yet? No, we had a very mild winter, and now all the snow is hitting. So we have snow on the ground right now. So oh, do you? It gets really warm one day, and then it snows the next, and then it gets warm again. So <laughs> go figure. <laughs> Better late than never, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah, here in New York, we usually have snow up till like the middle of April, usually. Yeah. <laughs> so. um, now you've been in the movie making business for about twenty years. Is that about right? Yeah, I've been doing it for probably about 24 years now, like that. Oh, okay. I was looking at some of your credits. You've directed like around 30 projects. You've produced mm-hmm. like over 40. Mm-hmm. You've done some writing. You've done some acting. And the past four years, you've been really plugging them out. You've been doing like four movies a year. Yeah, we've been trying to increase our output. So right now, I think last year we did five. This uh, year we'll do six or seven movies. So Wow. I've, I'm not directing all of them anymore. We're trying to have other people come in and help, and I'll continue to produce. But uh, and then I still will direct three or four years. So, yeah, it's been it's been busy and uh, just trying to keep it all managed and uh, keep everything moving forward. <laughs> That's awesome. Now, how did you get into the filmmaking business? Um, honestly, I took a introduction to film class in college, and I thought, oh, this is really cool and. I never thought of it as a potential career, but it was interesting enough to me that, uh, you know, and once I learned how you can actually make a career out of it, that's when I started uh, volunteering on different sets and trying to find out what was available and um, got hired on to work on different projects. And through that kind of rose through the ranks and was able to start uh, producing. Now, did you, do you have a degree in like film or? Yeah. So yeah, I have a film degree from BYU, um, and uh, and then yeah, I've been doing it ever since. Oh, okay. Were, were you? Did you start off as an actor? Was that your first? No, I, I started off actually more of on the organizational side of things. So I was the I was the one when I was in school. I was the one that did all the schedules and uh, production management, and so directing and dealing with the creative side came a couple of years later. I was a uh, first AD on a lot of different shows. And that's kind of what I was freelancing as. And then after I did that for a certain amount of time, you you know, as a first AD, you look, you work a lot with the director and with the director of photography. And I thought, you know, I've been around this enough. I think I can do it. And so it was nice <laughs> to go work with great, uh, great people that I can learn from and then to try my hand at things. And, you know, obviously in the beginning, those are the projects that uh, may not be as high quality or as good, but they're good learning experiences. And then over time, hopefully, you know, each project gets better and better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if you can see my screenshot. I took a screenshot. Oh, you can't see it. Your your name's in the corner. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, I took a screenshot of the movie where it says directed by. Okay. You must never get tired of seeing your name on screen. Um, I don't really <laughs> pay attention to it. We, For me, like, we get the movie done. We, we kick it out there. And we hope to find a good audience for it. And then we move on to the next one. So, uh, yeah, yeah, for me, there's, there's not a lot of vanity in it. It's, you yeah. know, I know there's a lot of uh, filmmakers that I talk with and they're trying to you know, get their name out there and want to be recognized. I'm happy to be the guy that nobody knows. It just keeps on making movies. So <laughs> <laughs> now I have to tell you, you you directed one of my favorite Christmas movies, 
Christmas Angel, which stars Bruce Davison. I love yeah. that movie. Oh, good. Yeah, that was on GAC actually this last Christmas. So uh, yeah, yeah, it, it was. Yeah, they showed it. Um, what I love about that movie is like the love story is like the secondary story in the movie. Mm -hmm. What I like about it is the main story is about this guy that's being the secret Santa and giving gifts to all these people in need and helping them out and uh, mm -hmm. and how he inspires someone and how they take over and he passes the tradition on to them. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's different than a lot of movies now. I mean, that's been a little while since we filmed that one, but uh, you know, we really like the message of service in that one. And like mm -hmm. you said, the love story is more of a secondary story, uh, mm -hmm. the story of, of of service and taking advantage of opportunities to help those who need it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a lot of a lot of the made-for-TV Christmas movies, the they're just about two total strangers falling in love. They have nothing to do with Christmas. So. Yeah, Christmas is just a backdrop normally. So I know, I know. Yeah. That's why I like that movie because yeah, it has a good, good Christmas theme. Now, all of you, the majority of your movies are filmed in Utah, right? Um, they used to be. Um, we've actually started traveling quite a bit more now for our films. Uh, what we found actually during COVID was it was actually easier to go travel and to do a movie than to stay here, and partially just with the COVID protocols. Um, it's hard with, uh, we found that being here, um, the crew and actors, they'd go home every night and see their family and friends and come back and we'd have to we'd be shut down for a couple of weeks if somebody tested positive. So with uh, traveling, we found that, um, you know, everybody has to get COVID tested before we travel and then we kind of form our own little bubble as we're out. So, um, I wouldn't say that's why we traveled, but, uh, we started traveling quite a bit more. So in the last couple of years, we did a movie in Fiji. We filmed out in Aruba and St. Martin. We did a movie in uh, in Ireland and Albania. So we've done quite a bit, like pretty much all around the world. And and uh, we have another project coming up that we start next week in Costa Rica. So we film wow. kind of all over, but we still do maybe one or two movies a year in Utah. But then the rest of them we've been doing um, outside of the state and a lot of them overseas. Oh, okay, that's interesting. That's interesting. Now you own you do you own your own production company? Yeah, so uh, it's a family-run company, so mm -hmm. my whole family's involved with it. But yeah, we have our own production company that, uh, and uh, and then we also have our own distribution company. So we kind of we do everything from the initial concept all the way to the screenwriting, to the production, and then to the distribution. Yeah, the the it's Silver Peak Productions, right? That yes, yeah, that's our production company. And that's that your Kendall sister and your brother involved with that. With you? Uh, my sister is involved in terms on the creative side. She helps with producing and with the writing side. Um, my other sister, uh, works with, uh, my parents on, with the distribution side of things. Oh, okay. So we all have different responsibilities, but, uh, yeah, my, uh, Brittany, Brittany Wiscombe is the main writer and she's my mm -hmm. sister and, um, writes most of our scripts, not all of them, but most of them. Oh, that's neat. That's neat. I, I love a family run business. That's cool. Yeah. So and it's been then, good. We know what we need to do. We know how to work well together. And so, yeah, it's been a good process. And then the distribution company, is that the Candlelight Media Group? Is that what that yeah, is? Yeah, that's correct. Okay, yep. okay. That's neat. That's neat. Um, now, talking about your sister, Brittany, what, what's the filmmaking process that you two go through? Like, does does she approach you with a script and, or an outline and say, hey, I have an idea. This might make a good movie. Or do you have, come up with an idea and approach her and say, hey, I have an idea for a movie. Why don't you go write this? Or how's uh, yes to both, you know. Yes to both? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, and sometimes in the office, we'll have just like brainstorm meetings with we bring in other people in the office and say, okay, what just general concepts do we have? We kind of kind of flesh them out, say, what do we like? What is, you know, producible? What might be fun to do? 
um, you know, what are what are buyers looking for. And then from that, we try to do, you know, we develop them, maybe not quite to the outline stage right away, but what's the a short synopsis? How would this work? And then if we like that, we take it to the next stage and can all of us outline it. Um, you know, um, other times it's more of what's the general concept or what's the location and what's a good story to do there. And, and uh, oftentimes we have one idea, we go travel to scout and we go, oh, this movie doesn't work here, but we can switch it to this story instead. And so we've done that before where it's just more of what's the best setting for the story that we want to tell. Ah, okay. Interesting, interesting. Now, one of my uh, favorite TV shows was on a sci-fi channel called Haven, and it starred Emily Rose. Yeah. And I became an Emily Rose fan because because of Haven. Uh-huh. And you've worked with Emily on like four different movies. How, how did that relationship start? Uh, the first time we worked together was on a movie called An Hour Behind. And so mm-hmm. one of the rom-coms. And mm-hmm. uh, honestly, I hadn't watched Haven, so I didn't know too much about Emily. It was more <laughs> of, uh, we had a casting director who recommended her. And uh, and she was just, so, she's she ended up being so great to work with that uh, a lot of times when you find an actor or an actress that you get along with really well, it's, okay, well, we have another project. You want to do this too? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, we've done, I think, what, uh, did like we did a, I think two thrillers with her that went to Lifetime. Mm-hmm. We had mm-hmm. one rom-com and one Christmas movie with her. So, yeah, um, yeah she was just, she, she's very down to earth and so, so great to get along with and very collaborative that, uh, yeah, we really love working with her. Oh, that's neat. That's neat. Um, now, how, how do, what's your casting process like? Who, how do you find the actors you want to work with? Um. It varies, you know, from project to project. Uh, we have a casting director in LA that we've worked with. And so a lot of times, you know, we say this is in general, this is what the project is. This is the type of actor we're looking for. Um, since a lot of what we do ends up being more of the TV movie style movie, it's mm-hmm. more of, you know, we're not going after your A-listers that are just way beyond our, our reach, mm-hmm. um, but more of who are, you know, good actors that can help convey the character that are, you know, that, that, that fit within this type of movie. Um, so we've done that before other movies that where we don't reach out to LA we've cast just out of, uh, with casting, uh, with agencies here in Utah. Um, I mean, honestly, we've been with the number of movies that we're starting to do. We're just always trying to find new faces and new talent, um, that can help bring the story to life. Mm-hmm. The casting director you mentioned, was that Jan, Jan Glasser? Is that her name? Yeah, we, we've worked with a few different casting directors. Jan Glazer was a okay. recent one that we've worked with. Um, yeah, and she's I mean, she's well-connected and does a great job. Mm-hmm. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, we, we've kind of, we, we did a lot of those movies, and that's how we found Emily Rose. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we worked with, you know, with Prescription for Love. We had Jillian Murray and Trevor mm-hmm. Donovan, and that's something that Jan also, I think, believe I believe she cast that movie as well. Um, more recently, just as we work with more local actors, then we just, we don't have a casting director. We just work directly with the agencies. Mm-hmm. Um, so it just varies on what the project is, but yeah. Yeah. Now you mentioned the lifetime thrillers. Mm-hmm. What you've, you've done some of those and you've done the romantic dramas. Do you have a preference? Which one you like to do? Um, I think it really just varies. It's nice to shake it up just to have a variety. I, I, I think I enjoy both of them. The yeah. thrillers are a little harder to tell because you have to make sure the story really works, that you don't have these mm-hmm. big plot holes because, you know, a lot more each moment hinges on the next one to build it right. Um, but the the rom-coms are a little more fun in the sense of you can make it a prettier show. 
you know, the thrillers, you want it to be darker, whereas the <laughs> rom-coms, you want it to be beautiful. So um, mm -hmm. it's nice to do both of them. Yeah, yeah. What about you've done Christmas and non-Christmas? Do you have a preference there? Um, I like doing Christmas. They're a lot of fun. Um, it makes a much bigger art department, and it depends on the time of year that you shoot it. If you shoot it in the winter, that's great. Um, yeah. <laughs> you never seem to really have snow no matter what time of year. It seems like snow is never on the ground when we need it to be. So no matter what, we have to bring in fake snow and, and deal with that. Uh, but uh, um, yeah, I thought that being in Utah, we'd actually have snow on the ground more often. But even when it snows, mm -hmm. it's gone within a day unless you go up in the mountains. So, <laughs> um, so I like doing both as well. I think you know we do more of the traditional rom-coms and we do mm -hmm. a movie about every year or so um, just, to, just to bring it into the mix. Yeah, it's got to be rough when you're filming a Christmas movie in the middle of summer. Yeah, we've done that too. We filmed one in September, so at the end of the summer a couple of years ago. Yeah. And it, yeah, it's a little harder when your actors have to be, you know, you don't have the breath coming out. You have to, your uh, actors have to wear their coats in the hot weather and, mm -hmm. and then you have to make the street. Uh, I mean, you have green grass everywhere you have to stay off of. And so mm -hmm. it creates uh, different challenges, but uh, yeah, I think that's when most Christmas movies are shot is in the summer. So. <laughs> Yeah, I saw Hot Chocolate Holiday that that premiered last, this past Christmas, right? Yeah, yeah, I saw that one. That was a good that one. was one that we shot uh, at the end of the summer, so that was well, did you? Yeah. a little more challenging with that. But you know, you can with enough time and, and money, you can make anything happen. So <laughs> um, now you've also done some episodic TV. TV. Do you have a preference there versus a TV series versus movies? Um, I haven't really done a lot of episodic. We did our own independent series uh, a long quite a while ago. I'd like to get into more TV series, but uh, honestly, my experience really lies more into the into the movies. Mm -hmm. um, I like the idea of series just because you can have instead of telling a story in ninety minutes, you have you know the whole season and additional seasons to have things develop. So you can have have things work out a little more naturally, and uh, you can plan it out better versus trying to force a relationship that happens really really fast. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah. We say my experience is probably more movie based, but yeah, series would be great to do at some point. Mm -hmm. And you can also have cliffhangers. Cliffhangers are often always fun. Yeah, exactly. And in a movie, <laughs> you can't really do a cliffhanger because you never know if there's going to be a second one. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's talk prescription for love. You made this movie back in 2019, right? What yes. That? that was this one that went like straight to video, or what? What what happened? Um, we make most of our movies independently, and then afterwards mm -hmm. we'll shop them around. So this right. was one that we did. Uh, we ended up going just, uh, this is kind of at the end of the DVD run. So we didn't go to, we didn't release it on DVDs. Um, mm -hmm. but we just went straight to the digital platform. So I think the mm -hmm. initial release was on, on Amazon prime. Yeah. Um, and then since then we've gone to a lot of the different digital platforms here, you know, and then we also work with different broadcasters around the world. So it's gone to different TV stations and in different countries and been broadcast in that way. And, and then, like you said, now it's uh, going to GAC. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's been on. Uh, not Hallmark Channel, but Hallmark has their digital platform. Where we've done oh, some stuff the, there. the app that they have, yeah, yeah, I think Hallmark Movies now. So mm -hmm. they, they have a lot, you know. So it's been available in a lot of different places, and we're excited for mm -hmm. it to be broadcast and to be on GAC now. So, um, mm -hmm. so yeah, it's it's uh, so I guess you call it that way, kind of a direct-to-video route. I mean, mm -hmm. most movies end up going that route now. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, the digital platforms have really opened up a lot of ways to get the movies out there, which has been great. Yeah, yeah. Now this movie has a Cinderella theme to it. It's got the mm -hmm. the evil supervising nurse and evil coworker. It's got yep. 
the the lead Trevor Donovan searching for a woman this whole movie someone that he's he's met but hasn't seen her face and then you have the the fundraiser at the end the party and dance kind of like Cinderella's ball who whose idea was the Cinderella's theme is that yours or your sister's this one evolved quite a bit we've had this idea we 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 it was originally we talked about it as a Christmas movie we talked about it as a hospital movie we talked about it as a reporter movie so we had different versions of the story, and uh, so it really just depended on, you know, this is one that was actually brewing for quite a long time, and then we finally said, okay, let's shift it, have it be in the hospital, have it go this route, and, and, and move forward with it. So um, I, I think it's probably more of Brittany's idea, but uh, we went through a lot of different iterations on it, um, and then part of it was um, in Salt Lake City, they have a hospital where they have a training facility. And so it's not an actual part of the, I mean, it's part of the hospital, but you don't have any patients there. And so they allow filming there. So that's where it's like, okay, um, we have a location that looks great that, that we can work with. So that helps, you know, being able to, the practical practicality of how to film it, you know, helps with us deciding on what story we're going to go with and what makes the most sense. Oh, okay. Okay. So you mentioned the stars, Trevor Donovan and Jillian Murray. How, how'd you decide on those two to, to star in it? Um, and this one was, again, I think it was just our casting director who who said, here's some different options. And, you know, we always go through and say, what are the pros and cons mm -hmm. of different actors and who works well together and 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 so forth. So, uh, yeah, that's how we, we ended up on that one. And, and what is it? We're, we're up to cast it with the two of them. Do you kind of imagine in your mind, like, what the character would look like and what their mannerisms are? And then see an actor and think, yeah, I think they would they would pull this off. Um. Not really. I mean, honestly, no. it's more of from a casting process is the casting director sends you, you know, lists of different people and different mm -hmm. pictures. And then from that, you say, okay, who has the look that we like, who mm -hmm. has, you know, you, you pull up different things that they've done and then you figure out who might fit the character from that standpoint. But uh, going into it, I don't know if I have any preconceived notions. It's more of, <laughs> let's see who we can find. And then from there, who, who fits well. All right. All right. Now, we got to talk about this elevator scene. Mm -hmm. in, in, in this elevator scene, it sets up the whole premise for the movie where the, the lights go out, they're talking and getting to know each other, but they can't see each other. Mm -hmm. The lights come on. Now, normally, um, you'd immediately turn and look at the person that you were talking to when the lights come on, but you can't do that in the movie. <laughs> so she sees him, but he never sees her face. Was that tricky trying to set that situation up? So we talked about this quite a bit, actually, before we filmed it and during filming is, and part of it is not that he doesn't see her, because, I mean, they spend, you know, several hours in the elevator together. Mm -hmm. But it's more of, it was a combination of it's dark in there. So, I mean, there's, you know, you have a little bit of light so we can see right. each other. But, you know, she's dressed up for um, a concert and, you know, her hair is down and she's dressed in a certain way. And I look at it for me. I think some people might be able to go, okay, the next day when they run into each other, oh, that's the same person. For me, when you look out of context and somebody looks different, even mm -hmm. though I saw them, why would, I mean, they never talked about where they work and, and what they're right. doing, that why would you think that it's the same person? Uh -huh. You know, and her hair is pulled back the next day at the hospital. She has a right. significantly different look. And so for us, we were playing up more of that. It's, you know, they never mm -hmm. had the time to exchange information, to talk more, mm -hmm. uh, and to see each other clearly in the light. But uh, for me, I wasn't trying to cheat it where he didn't see her at all. It's more mm -hmm. of I never got a good look at you in the proper I way see. to be able to go, oh, to connect the uh -huh. dots from one to the other. 
So I a little bit of suspension of disbelief, but for me, that's what's going to how I look at things. Uh-huh. That's how I would be. It's nope, not the same person because I'm mean, <laughs> not thinking in that way. And uh-huh. she looks quite a bit different. Uh, that's true. That's true. Um, another thing I liked about this movie um, is how you had a friendship between the the doctor Luke there and a janitor. Yeah. Now, normally in a hospital setting, I'm sure the the physicians don't interact with the janitorial staff very much. But I love how he befriended a janitor. I thought that was cool. Yeah, and part of it because the doctor, because uh, Trevor Donovan's character is the new doctor there, he comes in and, and is able to. Because even though I think the you know Daner who Daner Gerald is the actor who plays the the janitor, he even says most doctors don't talk to me. And, and uh-huh, his, yeah, you know, but it was a way to hey because I'm brand new. It, it allows that, that that interaction of I don't know anybody else, so I'll talk to whoever is nice to me, and then we're able to form a little bit of a friendship there. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, I also liked about in the movie um, how you had a little wrap-up after the movie ended. You didn't end on just a kiss. You had a little mm-hmm. wrap-up afterwards that showed her getting her job back at the, at the hospital and getting promoted to, to the head nurse position and, mm-hmm. and seeing her, her evil co-workers uh, doing duties that she was doing before. I thought that was nice. Yeah. Yeah. One thing in that we wanted, it was nice to see the, what happens after, but we also mm-hmm. didn't want to make her become mean to the, her co-workers now that she, just because she's the, the, the head nurse. So, mm-hmm. you know, even though the, the previous head nurse has unfortunate things happen to her, you know, she was still trying to be nice to her, you know? So it's a fine line to walk. I think as an audience, it's kind of fun to see them suffer a little bit, but you don't want mm-hmm. to have that your main character be mean to them either. Right. So, you know, I think it was just a nice way to be able to showcase, okay, this is where they are now, you know, a little bit later, but everybody's moving on and hopefully learning from that and, and becoming better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And at, at the end there, he, she offers her, her clothes to the, yeah, she gives her a new set of scrubs. Yeah. A new set of your scrubs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah. That was good. Yeah. Um, so I'm looking forward for people to, to see in this movie on GAC. I know it's coming out sometime this month. We don't know exactly when, but I know they're releasing it. I saw a promo for it. Okay, great. So I'm looking forward to seeing. What about future projects? What, what Can you talk about anything that you're working on? Um, yeah, I mean, we have, uh, I mean, just so you know, so GAC is actually, I'm trying to remember which ones, but they actually have uh, picked up several movies from us. So um, that's, you know, the Prescription for Love is one of them. Uh, I'd have to see which other ones they picked up. And we're actually talking with them about some other projects as well. So so they should have quite a few movies from us uh, coming up in the in the near future. And um, and uh, you might see some familiar faces from those and some fun stories. Um, as far as future projects, we have one that I mentioned that we're going to Costa Rica next week. Mm-hmm. So right now it's called um, a, a Quest for Love, which I mean, I'm sure the title will change. We always we shoot number one, and then when we get to the end, we're like, okay, do we like the title enough? So, uh, but that's one that uh, we film two days in Utah, and then we'll head down to Costa Rica and film the rest of it. So that one has a little more adventure in it, um, but it's still a nice love story with a little bit of a of a, of a love triangle. And so that's our next project. Um, we have a project, uh, a Christmas movie that we actually just finished filming that we're in post-production on called Destined at Christmas. And uh, so that'll be ready for Christmas this year and we'll see where that ends up going. So uh, I'm not sure where, where the home will be for that, but that's a movie that we just did. And, and then we have another one, we have a couple other ones that will be coming up that we're shooting this summer. So um, 
yeah, lots of lots of fun projects to keep us busy and and hopefully to to keep the audiences uh, enjoying what they're watching. That's good. That's good. This one you're filming next week. Are you allowed to say who stars in it? Yeah. So our guy, our main guy, his name is Jake Stormone. So he was uh, he was in the there's a CW series called The Outpost. So oh, he okay. was in that for for four or five. I guess throughout their whole series. And then our female lead, her name is Eva Hamilton, and. Uh, um and uh this is our first time working with her so she's been in some a lot of different independent films and some lifetime movies so we're excited to work with her oh cool 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 i don't want to keep you too long because i know you're a busy guy where can where can people find you on social media so they can see what you have coming up next um i have i, I actually like post a lot of behind the scene pictures on instagram so my handle there is just the brian bruff um and so that's probably the easiest way to see and then you know if you look look me up on facebook i usually will post on both of those so i haven't been a big twitter uh, twitter user but uh, instagram i started getting into about a year and a half ago and <laughs> I, I, I just i really only post when we were doing movies so, so you don't live tweet when your movies are on um i don't, i honestly I, I should do that that more and maybe i need to start doing that but uh, I, you know, for me, I make the movie and we move on. I'm like, oh, that's right. It just aired. So I, I need to be a better promoter. <laughs> <laughs> and for those who are just listening to the to the podcast on your podcast app, his last name is, is spelled B-R-O-U-G-H. Yep. Yeah. And I'm Brian with an I. Right. So. All yeah. right. And you can uh, find me on uh, at GAC TV podcast and at Chad Maurice. Brian, thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thank you for having the time me. to talk, talk with me. And thank you, Gackers, for being here. And until next time, you keep the faith, keep smiling, and keep yakking and gacking. <laughs>